0: Happy Pride Month, everyone. If you are looking to support a queer owned business, go check out Queer Gear. Queer Gear is a queer owned business creating apparel for members of the LGBTQIA along with their allies. If you go to shopqueergear.com right now and use code SAMB10, you will get 10% off your order right now. That's SAMB10, S-A-M-B-10 for 10% off at checkout. I love Queer Gear and I work with them all year round, and now it's the time to support queer businesses and friends now more than ever. Happy Pride Month, everyone! If you are looking to support a queer owned business, go check out Queer Gear. Queer Gear is a queer owned business creating apparel for members of the LGBTQIA along with their allies. If you go to shopqueergear.com right now and use code SAMB10, you will get 10% off your order right now. That's SAMB10, S-A-M-B-10 for 10% off at checkout. I love Queer Gear and I work with them all year round and now it's the time to support queer businesses and friends now more than ever. Welcome back to I Hate the Internet podcast, a podcast where I talk about whatever I want regarding the internet. And we got to go over some Bravo stuff. We got to do some recapping. We got to, I don't even know where to begin anymore, you guys. Do we just feel like we're in like this standstill with Bravo where I feel like we have a lot of re shaping, we have a lot of redoing, we got a lot of remixing to do right now. I feel like we got a lot to fix. Let's start with Sundays, okay? We'll start from the very beginning of the week. Let's go with Atlanta and Summer House Martha's Vineyard, okay? So for Atlanta, we're in, I've said it, we're in our flop era. Okay, you guys, we are truly in our flop area. This season has not been that great. Some of the concerns I have. We have barely seen Drew. Hardly, barely, not at all. Where in the world is Drew? Okay, now listen, I'm fine with not seeing Ralph because Ralph sucks, but like, where is Drew? And then when we do see Drew, Drew is cosplaying as Candy. Like, what are we missing here? What is going on? I need to understand why we have a full-time cast member barely in episodes right now. And we're on like what episode five or something like that. Like it's getting to be a little bit obnoxious candy. I feel like her storyline is the same every single season. You know, I'm not like intrigued by it. She's not showing up to certain things either. Like why aren't we following her to some of her more, major high profile events? Why aren't we bringing the girls to those events? Why are we bringing the girls to Kenya's crap that she didn't even go to instead of bringing all the girls to Candy's event where she was getting some like award? I don't remember if it was for Epity magazine. I don't even remember what it was anymore. Like that's the thing. Like that's the thing with Atlanta right now. I don't remember anything. The last episode was so frustrating. So you're to tell me Okay. That we went on a girl's trip for literally nothing. We went, nothing pretty much happened. We were bamboozled. Kenya went to the emergency room, but according to Marlo was there for 34 something seconds. What is this? Why are we doing this? Why is this part of our storyline? Why aren't we doing better? Why is Marlo pretending that she's not like this angry person all the time. Like Marlo's also, I think Marlowe saw how she was perceived last season and was like, oh, I have to like, I have to fix my, I have to fix this, I have to fix this. Like I can't be perceived like this anymore, blah, blah, blah. That's blah. like, Marlowe, you're messy. You're messy, just be messy. Like you don't have to be this like fake little perfect woman that's trying to learn how to be this better person. You're not, we know you're not. We know you're not trying to learn to be a better person. Well, no, you're not really using your therapy. Like, let's be honest, let's be real. That's not actually happening. So, and Marlo's so angry about things that don't really honestly make sense anymore to be real with you. I feel like this storyline with her nephew that was three years ago, three years ago, this happened. And the way that she's making it seem like somehow it's maybe Candy's fault And him working at Candy's restaurant is like, why certain things happened? And like, why didn't Candy say anything? Okay, but Marlo, why didn't you bring this up three years ago when it actually happened? Why are we bringing it up now? It's just, it's we're all, we're literally all over the place. We're all over the place. Sonia's entire family is like quitting on her basically and it's like, I can't put up with you anymore. It's just kind of we don't really have like one solid path through. I'm tired of Kenya getting away with doing nothing. Like this is not the first time that Kenya's dipped out, <laughs> dipped out on things that she was said she was going to do, but she ends up not doing it Has an excuse for not doing it. That's not the, this isn't the first time this has happened with Kenya. So I, like the fact that you guys I don't, what I don't understand, and I need somebody to like tweet this out or explain this to me. I don't understand how production came with them to an event that Kenya knew she was going to be at with these women and the venue and the group running the event didn't want production there. Didn't want the cameras there. Didn't want the girls there. Don't you call them ahead of time? to confirm that you're going to be there and confirm that you're going to have cameras, you're going to have boom operators, you're going to have producers, you're going to have the cast, you're going to have all this. Don't they confirm that ahead of time? Like, am I crazy? And the fact that they got kicked out all of a sudden, that was so weird to me. Like everything seemed so, everything didn't make any, nothing made sense basically is what I'm trying to say. Nothing made sense. Nothing made sense. And then the hotel situation in Kenya, you know, I can't breathe, I can't this. I'm sorry, if I can't breathe, then I can barely talk. Kenya seems like she could talk just fine. And everybody's got the flu or something, it feels like Drew's got the flu. Kenya's not feeling good. Everybody's sick. Like we need to like re- I need a restart. I need a restart button on Atlanta. I really need everybody to sit down at Bravo and go, what are we doing? What what is our storyline? What is our goal? What are we going towards? What are we talking about? Is this entertaining anymore? Do we care anymore? You guys, Atlanta used to be like that bitch. Okay. Atlanta used to be that bitch. It's nowhere to be found in my feeds. It's no, and I follow a million Bravo accounts. Okay. I, I am not like the Bravo news account here. Okay. I am the Bravo reaction type of account where Things happen and I react to them. I try to behave as if we're just girlfriends gossiping about our favorite show, okay? You're not coming to my podcast, my TikTok, my Instagram, my Twitter, whatever, to find like hard hitting Bravo news, okay? There's nothing about Atlanta anywhere on my feeds, zero on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, nothing. That says something to me that people are not engaging in that content, including myself. Like, where's the Atlanta content? Where is it? So I have concerns. I think it's time we do a little re, a revamp. I don't think Sonia was the revamp we were looking for. That's just me though. Summerhouse, House, Marco's Vineyard. I love it. I love this show. I think it's great. I hope they keep it. I hope they get another season. I hope they keep the exact same cast. I don't even want to add anybody. I think the cast they have is great. Like the cast we have right now in this moment. This is the cast they need to keep and move forward with. This is a good group. I like that they have history with each other. I like that they've known each other for a long time outside of the show. So they have relationships. They have friendships, which I think add these great elements to it. The thing I like different from regular summer house is I like that they are not coming back every weekend. So like there's not these stretches of time where we don't have cameras on them and we don't see them. I like that. It is 16 days of just straight up them. And I like that. And I want that. And I think summer house, the regular one should consider doing that too. I think at the beginning, and I said this on my last podcast with, um, Brenda from it's about the pasta, I like the concept in the beginning. I think in the beginning when they, for Summer House, wanted to do this new idea of like every weekend, friends come to their beach house in the Hamptons. Cool concept, never done before, bouncing kind of off of Vanderpump Rules. And I like that. I thought that was great, but now it's getting old. So I think we should possibly consider to have the same idea basically as... Martha's Vineyard. Let's do 16 days or however many days straight up there together all the time. I think that'd be fantastic. I think that this group is so well put together. Whoever cast this group did a great job. I think some of the things that I wish that they would do more is I wish that they would do more. They have a diary room that they use in the house. That's like a live one. And I think they should use that more. I don't know if maybe they just didn't get enough people doing it. So they didn't get enough clips from it. But I hope maybe next year they do more of it because I think it'd be really cool to see them live in these moments, like going from an argument and then going to the diary room to talk about it because Ultimate Girls Trip does that. And I think those are some places where we just find some funny clips, some funny things to kind of insert. And it's a live reaction, a live feeling versus a produced reaction and a produced feeling later on. So I think that can be really, really cool. To kind of keep doing that, pushing that, moving that, and having those conversations, I think would be really, really awesome. I love this group. Let's see the cast. So, Jasmine and Sai. I find it really fascinating that they got together during COVID and then got married. And so, like, they really don't have this relationship together where they go out and do things. Their relationship is very much the two of them are very intimate. Very much, we stay home, we do things. Very much. I'm the husband, you're the wife. Like that's the vibe we're getting. And I think it's interesting that Sai doesn't really know her like Playboy side because they, that's the other thing. Why are we not talking more about the Playboy thing? I hope they talk more about that in the season. I need more of that. I want more conversations about what it was like to work as like the Playboy cocktail waitresses. Like I want to know more about that. I want to know what that's about. I want to know their experiences. I want to know the crazy shit they did because- when they do talk about it, it seems to me like Jasmine is the party girl and Jasmine loved to go out and party and dance and hang out and was freaking showing up to work hammered. I love that. And the fact that Sai is like projecting all of that onto Jordan, when it's, when you can tell Jordan wants to be like, yo, it was not me. Okay. That was your wife who was acting buffoonery, getting hammered, showing up to the Playboy club. Okay. Wasn't me. Don't blame her wanting to go out on me. I thought that was so interesting. I love Jordan. I love Amir. Um, I love, I love that group. I love, I don't, okay. I don't love Alex and Nick. I think that they're necessary. I think Nick's um, a necessary person to have because he's just so messy. He's sitting there like saying that he's had a girlfriend for a year and a half, a year and a half. And then he's DMing half the cast saying he wants to marry them. He's in love with them. You're so sexy. You're hot. I'm like, dude, you've been in a year and a half relationship and you're DMing half the girls on the cast. Like, what are you talking about? There's proof. Like, I can't wait for this reunion. It's going to be so cool. And I have thoughts about a reunion with this group. And I think I'm not a big fan of Alex, but I, but Alex has to be there because we have to balance the cast out a little bit. And I think Alex is necessary to be there. And I'm totally cool with him staying, being a part of the cast, even though Alex is kind of a what mop. He's kind of boring. I wish he would like go in more on hitting on these girls instead of kind of just like sitting back a little bit. But I I don't not like him. I just think he's just kind of boring. And then the rest of the cast, Bria is a mess, Bria is a literal hot mess, a little bit privileged, a little bit. I get what I want you. If you don't like that too bad. I do agree with Bria in the sense that I do think Silas is controlling. Do I think he's controlling in like a very, like, kind of like, oh my God, scary, dangerous way. No, I just think that when they went into, when Cy and Jasmine went into their relationship, they were in a weird little bubble. And now that they're outside of their bubble, they're really getting to actually know each other. I feel like maybe they just should not have gotten married yet. They should have kept being together, even just being engaged, continued being engaged and really learned how to be with each other outside of COVID. And they would learn a little bit more about each other because their relationship is very much in this little, like this little cosm of a COVID bubble. So they really need to move outside of that because Silas can definitely be a little bit controlling but I also think Jasmine allowed him to behave that way because that's what worked for their relationship again and their little COVID bubble the little COVID bubble that they have the fact that they're like banging so loud that the whole cast had to call them out on it and then when they finally go to have sex After the whole cast brought it up and Jasmine's being quiet and Sadhouse is like, I can't, I I can't, if you're going to be like dead quiet, I can't do it. And Jasmine's like, are you kidding me right now? And they end up not having sex. They're literally showing full blown sexual interactions on this show. I mean, is it blurred? Yeah. But can we see humping? Yeah, I can see humping. Okay. It's crazy what they're showing. They're just like, okay, let's try something different. I really do think that with Summer House Martha's Vineyard, Bravo is really throwing some stuff out here, and seeing what sticks, seeing what people like, seeing what the comments are, and then I would think the things that they like and the things that they see good on, they're going to start throwing onto different shows. I feel like we're kind of noticing that with some of the other housewife shows. We're noticing that a little bit with Finder, Pub Rules, where we're just going to throw some things out here, see what the audience likes, and then we're going to push it off into other TV shows, and we're going to keep we're going to keep you know, the evolution, keep moving forward, keep trying new stuff, which makes me very hopeful. Okay. Here's the thing. One thing I also think that they really need to start considering who this person would be. I don't know my thought process. I'll tell you in a second. I think that they need to start considering having a not Andy doing the reunions with an all black cast because there's certain conversations, there's certain nuances, especially in Summerhouse House Marcus Vineyard, where a huge topic is, a, is about people's Blackness. And especially with like Amir, like mostly knowing about his Lebanese side, but not really knowing about his Black side. I think that that's something that Andy can't have a conversation with this cast about. Andy can't understand these things, can't have full in-depth conversations with this cast about their Blackness. Cause he obviously is not black. I think it's co- worth considering having either him just not host this group in particular, or him only hosting like half of it and having another person come in and help him. My suggestion would be Z way. I think Z way would be great for summer house. Martha's vineyard. She's young. They're young. They can talk like she's like a, you know, an activist always talking about Blackness. I think it'd be absolutely great. They'd have great conversations. It'd be funny. It'd be cool. I think people would really love Z-Way. I know I personally do. I think it's worth having a conversation. And I, I say this because I feel like with Real Housewives of Potomac, they tried to have that conversation. And Andy definitely acknowledged, like, I can't have a conversation about Blackness. I can't have a conversation about, you know, colorism. I can't do that. And wanted to have a cast member, Candace, lead that conversation. Where I felt like it would have been better if Andy would have had another person come out and moderate that, that was Black, that could have those conversations with the women and not one of the women being the one leading the conversation. I think that would have been very interesting. I think that would have been some, I think that would have been appreciated by the audience of a white man not trying to lead a conversation that he will never be able to understand or have. So it's just something to consider. Bravo, give me 10%. What a great idea I just came up with. And I think just moving forward, it's something to consider. I think when Andy does like The Real Housewives of New Jersey, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, even that, I feel bad. I feel bad because you do have a Black cast member that is not being understood and not being heard because the people on the cast don't really understand where they're coming from and your host like moderator doesn't really understand where they're coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like Potomac, I think it would be really good to have a black moderator there, a black host there to the conversations would just go. I feel like in a very different direction, it would be a lot more deeper conversations. There would be a lot more like the nuances would just be so interesting to me. So it's just something I think that they should consider. I think Andy, we'll talk about Jersey in a minute about everybody losing their mind over Andy Cohen, which I don't understand and I don't really get. But I really do think that it is honestly time to consider possibly Andy being phased out with certain women and certain groups. The thing that sucks is I know Andy's favorite groups are the all black casts because they're funnier. They're more entertaining. They have better comebacks. They have more shenanigans. They're just better cast overall. And so even though I know Atlanta's having a hard time right now, I still think Andy enjoys being around those women better, has more fun with them, is more entertained by them. So I know that would be probably hard for him, but it's something I think to consider. So Summer House, Martha's Vineyard, if you're not watching that, you're truly missing out on one of the the really good shows this season on Bravo. Give it some time, keep watching it. I think it gets better. And again, I think the cast is really great. And I think a season two is needed for this group. I really do think they deserve a season two and they're not even done yet. That's just me. Oh God, where are we now? Summer house, holy crap. I don't have much to say guys. I said most of what I wanted to say on my TikToks, okay? First thing I wanna say is the only people that should have came to that reunion were Carl, Lindsay, Amanda, and Kyle, and Danielle. Everybody else could have left. There was no reason for anybody else to be there. They barely talked to anybody else. Conversations, when they went to go talk to other people, always came back to Lindsay and Carl and Kyle and Amanda and Danielle. Like, Chris, did Chris even talk? Like, Chris was like an ornament. Chris was like a lamp on the end of the couch. He wasn't even doing anything. He wasn't a part of anything. He wasn't saying anything. It was just like Chris was pointless to be there. Sam, they only talked to Sam because of Corey, because of Corey and her and their little relationship. Again, that lasted five seconds. And then one good point that, oops, I gossiped again, Britt brought up, I believe it was her, that it's really, really annoying when you have a clip that was shown the the reunion before that they were going to talk about Sierra and Corey texting each other back and forth but then we get to the reunion and they don't talk about that. Why is that? Why Why did we not, why didn't we talk about that? That's annoying. That's frustrating. And that's something that would have been outside of those five people that we could have talked about and had a little bit more juice to. Why didn't you show that? I don't get it. So that's really, really frustrating. Um, That whole, all Gabby, the new girls, like the new people, they barely were even, on the show, they were barely even in the reunion. Then you get to the other side of the couch and you got Sierra, um, you got, oh my God, I can't even remember all of their names. The only reason why Paige was even in this reunion at all is because she was over in the corner screaming every five minutes about how much she basically hates Lindsay's guts, okay? And we, trust me, don't get it twisted. I was very entertained. I was dying laughing. But even Andy had made like a snide little off comment being like, wow, Paige actually like showed up. Paige usually never talks and all of a sudden Paige wants to be here. I I agree. I agree. I, I think Paige is really needing to choose where she wants to be. I think Paige should really consider being on her show, being on Craig's show. I think she should really consider being on that show. Get out of New York, go be there. I think that'd be so entertaining to watch the two of them. We'll see what happens. Obviously she has said they're really trying to figure out their relationship and what they want to do. So we'll see what happens. The thing about, let's get to the, the group of five here. Okay, some things that frustrated me. I'm sorry, I'm not on team Danielle. And if you came here to be on team Danielle, that's great. Welcome. I love you. And I will be here for you, but I was not on team Danielle. What was I missing? Okay. I'm sorry, but Danielle gave multiple examples as to why she did not support their relationship, Carl and Lindsay's relationship and why Carl had every reason to believe that she clearly didn't want to be a part of this relationship or support this relationship. You're screaming in a pillow when Carl's talking about buying a ring. You're going to one of Lindsay's, let's call it arch nemesis, page, bitching and complaining about their relationship and how it's too fast. And they're doing this. And I'm worried about that. Blah, 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 blah. Why are you going to, out of all people and why this did not get brought up was shocking to me. Why? At, well, Danielle brought it up, but in a way that I'm not about to bring it up. Danielle was like, oh, you're just mad because I brought it up to Paige. Right. Why would Lindsay not be mad about that? Out of all the people in the group that you could have gone to, to speak upon your feelings about your best friend, you went to Paige and had that conversation. That's the part that's annoying to me and seems a little calculated to me. Like, oh, well, if I'm going to go to anybody, I'm going to go to the person that Lindsay hates the most. Like, come on, what am I missing? And I agree with Carl. It's not about you, Danielle. This is about me and Lindsay. I'm sorry that I didn't sit there and go, oh, I wonder what Danielle thought, blah, 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 blah. I understand Danielle's upset and I get that, but Danielle literally made this engagement all about her. Danielle going to the engagement party and going to every single human being on the planet complaining about this engagement is so rude and so annoying. And that is just my opinion. And you don't have to agree with me. And that is okay. I think the issue we have, and I've said this before, is Lindsay is just like Katie Maloney. It is very hard to like them because they just stand in their crap and they they feel what they feel and they don't step down from how they feel. And a lot of people have a hard time with that. And Lindsay can come off a little rough. And that's, and I think Lindsay wouldn't necessarily deny that she comes off rough. And deny that she can come off to be a little, ooh, and cringe and, oh my God, you're so rude. I don't think she would deny that. But like the fact that we're just going to pretend that Lindsay just had no reason, zero reason to be frustrated at Danielle is weird to me. Kyle being like, you're so cold and you were so cold when you were talking to a day on Danielle. I agree with Lindsay. I've had enough all season, all summer. All Danielle did was shit on that relationship. And again, I've said it a million times. Everybody acting like Lindsay met Carl off the street and got married in two milliseconds is weird. It's weird. They've known each other for seven years, seven years. And they're like, well, you know, with, you know, Carl's new sobriety for only a year and blah, 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 blah. Lindsay didn't just meet him. Lindsay's been his friend for seven years. She knew about his sobriety. She knew about everything with his brother. She was there. Like, they're moving in so fast and they had this new apartment and and then Paige being like, I don't even know how you guys pay for everything. You don't have jobs. They're on their job. We're sitting on the couch doing their job. Unlike you, Paige, Lindsay and Carl were doing their job this season, giving us entertainment, giving us clearly the only storyline that we had this season. Like, what am I... Uh, am I on the wrong side of history right now? I just don't understand. I think the issue is, is that it's so easy. And again, the only comparison I have is Katie Maloney. It's so easy to go after somebody who has behaved a certain way for so many years. And then when they don't, you don't know what to do. So you just keep going off of the way that you've already talked about them for years. Well, I'm sorry. Lindsay and Carl have are grown ups and are trying to move forward and get better. And I did appreciate that it felt to me, not the whole time, but it felt to me that a lot of times when Andy would call Lindsay out on certain things, Lindsay would be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I, I hear what you're saying. I do understand the part. The only time that Lindsay was like, Ooh, come on, Lindsay, like get it back together to me was during a lot of the Danielle conversations. I'm like, what is it about Danielle? Like Lindsay kept feeling like she wanted something deeper to come out of that Danielle conversation that she just wasn't going to get. I don't understand why. I don't understand what Lindsay expected to get out of that conversation. She kept just being like, there's something deeper. There's something deeper. And I'm like, no, I really don't think there is. I think it's that Danielle doesn't like that she's not a part of your relationship anymore. And I do think there is some jealousy there. I just, my biggest thing is I think that she always thought that it would be the three of them. And now it's not, it's these two. And Danielle, and she does not like that. I saw somebody comment on one of my TikToks that they think that Danielle's still in love with Carl. I did think about that a couple of times. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think Danielle is just one of those people that she wants people to be friends forever and ever and ever and relationships to not change when they're involved, when the relationship is with her. And if they do, if they grow up, if they evolve, if they change, she doesn't know how to handle that. Take with that what you do, Okay. I don't know. I think Summer House needs a massive shakeup. Like we need to really, really, really consider blowing this group up, like really, really changing it up. I said it on my last episode. I think that we need to have two separate shows. I think we need to have one show that is that core five and basically watching them 24 seven. Like, I want to go to work with them. I want to go to summer with them. I want to go, like, let's do the whole thing. And then we need to have a separate show that is this other group that is young, single. They're all single, okay? Except for Paige and Sam, which is fine because we like Corey and we like Craig. We can we can bring them on. That's totally fine. We can have that those guys with us and let's have that group all together. And I think we'd have better shows. I think we'd have just, we're so distracted by those five that the other members of the show, we just don't know anything about. We don't have any conversations about them. No one gives a shit about their storylines. We need to have two separate groups with two separate shows. And I think that that's fine. And I feel like if Bravo like, well, we can't do that. Why, why can't you do that? What's wrong with that? What is wrong with having two shows? This group has grown up and changed. This group is still young and free and single and having a good time and want to do summer parties. And every once in a while, if you want to have some episodes where that group of five come back, cool, great. But like half the season, Lindsay and Carl weren't even like in the mix. It was weird. They weren't even at the summer house. You know, like, I think it's time to consider two separate shows. And I don't think that that's a bad idea. And I think Bravo should really consider it. I think that'd be a really, really good idea for them. So that's kind of how I feel about Summer House. You guys, Dancing Queens, I don't have too much to say about Dancing Queens. I will say, go watch it. I think it's a great show. I really want to interview somebody about Dancing Queens because there's so many conversations. There's so many things I have to ask. I want to know about like money-wise. So if you've never watched Dancing Queens, it's a new show on Bravo. It's on right after Jersey. And it's basically a show about these women who are in amateur they're amateur ballroom dancers and they have these professionals that they work with and they enter these competitions and it's really it's like it's almost like behind the scenes of dancing with the stars that's what it's giving me it's giving me behind the scenes of dancing with the stars and there's so many questions i have i have questions about prize money i have questions about how much money they spend i have questions about the women that they're with the relationships that they have. I have questions about the relationships with their partners. They're paying for their partners, okay? They are, their partner's income. This is a lot of money, you guys, that is being spread about. I have questions about like the economics of this this situation. You know, I need to have some data entry happen here. I need an accountant. I need to understand what's going on. Um, I want to understand the relationships with each other. I want to understand how did they get into this i want to know how they got on the show how did this show even come to be where did they where do these women even get on a show that is about this this is so niche to me like this topic is so niche this show is so niche like i i really hope more people are watching it than just like me i really hope people are catching on to it i think it's a great show i think it's worth adding another season and like really kind of mixing it up and seeing what happens. I think they have a good cast of characters, great women. It's interesting because these women don't live in the same towns and the, some of them don't even live in the same country. One of them lives in Canada. Okay. They don't even live on the same sides of the country. So like they kind of come together during dance competitions. It's so the show is so interesting and fascinating to me. And I would love to learn More. So if any cast members want to do an interview with me, please do. I would love to learn more about you guys because it's a it's so different from the other shows. I love the behind the scenes type of shows. I love taking a job or a talent or something like that. And the show is basically let's watch the behind the scenes of all of that. That's why I love Vanderpump Rules. Because Vanderpump Rules essentially Was a behind-the-scenes curtain of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because you have Lisa Vanderpump running her little restaurants and doing all this stuff, and you'd always see these little bee in the background, and it was the cast of Vanderpump Rules, and so you got to kind of see behind all of that, and I thought that was really cool. So I love shows like this where you see these cool things happening, but you never really know the ins and outs of it, and I again, I feel like it's giving much the behind the scenes of Dancing with the Stars, which I really, really like. And I'm here for. There was even a, there was even a dancer from Dancing with the Stars on Dancing Queens. Marina, Marina, I can't even remember her name. Smirnoff. Um, It's a really good show. Go watch it. Okay. Go watch it. It's only on like episode five. You can totally catch up. It's nice and quick and easy. And it's like, not super dramatic. It's not super drama. It's very lighthearted for the most part. So it's definitely like a pick me up, which I really, really like. And I don't feel like disgusted, disheartened, or stressed out watching it. So it's a good little pick me up. And I really think people should, should kind of have that in between some of the craziness that we're about to be watching. Let me tell you. Okay. All right. Last but not least. (sighs) jersey bitches what are we doing with jersey guys what are we doing what's happening where do we go from here is the i think the question that everybody keeps asking is where in the hell do we go from here we still have one more episode of the reunion with all the men which in itself is so so specific to this group no other housewives group has the husband so involved which I guess is like cool for them, but also it's kind of like, oh my God, here we go. We're going to have to deal with these jumos again. So here we go. Let's see. One thing that everybody keeps complaining about is Andy Cohen. Okay. The Andy Cohen of it all. What are we going to do about Andy Cohen hosting? He's yelling at the women. It seems ridiculous. Blah, 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 blah. I don't like that. It seems like they're taking what Andy's saying and his frustrations out of context. And this isn't me being like an Andy supporter because clearly I have my things that I think Andy should and shouldn't do. We just talked about that with Atlanta and hosting the different groups that have black all black cast, okay? Clearly I'm like here or there with Andy Cohen. I think that I don't like that. I feel like, and I could be wrong. I feel like page six and all these little news outlets are taking what Andy is saying out of context. Like Andy's yelling at these women and snapping at these women because they're acting insane. They're acting ridiculous. They're not listening. They're not even having productive conversations. They're not listening to each other. They're talking over each other. They're talking over Andy. They're talking over other women. They're taking away from other women's segments because they want to talk about their bullshit. And they should keep going on and on and on and on and on. And Andy was like, you guys never listen to each other. You're acting like children. You're acting like assholes. They are acting like assholes. What what am I missing? What is he saying that's wrong? That's inappropriate. So how come he is getting chastised for being inappropriate, but these women aren't? These women are acting way more inappropriate. Teresa in the next next clip for the next episode, we're seeing is standing up over Andy. She's physically pushed Andy over. Like, and has gotten away with a lot of crap over the years. Why aren't we talking about that? It's so weird to me. I just don't understand the articles that all of a sudden are coming out going against Andy Cohen. It's weird to me. I don't get it. There's so many other things to go at Andy for, but him barking at these women, they need to be barked at. They don't shut up. They don't listen. At one point, he just started talking over them. He just started talking and asking questions to Jen Aiden over the two of them, over Teresa and over Melissa, because they weren't listening to the point that there were times where Teresa had to be told again, an answer because she doesn't listen because she's too busy bitching and complaining and screaming and trying to take Melissa down. She's not even listening to the answers that are being given to her. It's insane. Literally, I went full Danielle Staub and wanted to be, listen, please. I was losing my mind. I, God, you guys, you know, if you watch my TikToks and you watch anything that I put out there on social media, you know, I've gone back and forth about Mr. Louie. Okay, I've gone. There have been times where I have said, I think Louis is so great for Teresa. What's everybody talking about? Blee, blah, 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 blah. I've gone to the dark side, guys. I think this is just my opinion. I think that Louis strategically kept quiet, did his little bobbing and weaving until they got married. Because if we remember, they don't have a prenup. Okay. They don't have a prenup, which is stupid. Get a prenup. If you have exorbital amounts of money, get a goddamn prenup. Like, come on. So they, Louie kind of bobbed and weaved in and out, in and out, looking like the good guy, looking like the good guy, kind of weird and awkward, but looking like the good guy, kind of couple red flags, but still looking like the good guy. When they got married, Louie said, guess what, bitch? Now I'm going to be the real me. And he's a wacko. He's scary guys. That's like when we went to the, when they, when they got married, it feels like he went full throttle and was like, Oh, I'm going to be the real me now. And just started acting like a nutso. first thing obviously was the, Oh, I haven't invested, you know, I have everybody investigated, blah, 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 blah. Excuse me. You've had everybody investigated. I'm going to have you investigated. Like, what are you talking about? The way that he is calling these women's children and baby mamas and trying to like investigate and at times it feels like ruin their lives is Rachel. Rachel's a brand new cast member. What are you doing? What is happening right now? This woman's, this baby mama has been in like prison. This isn't like a little like, oh, it didn't work out. Oh, John's like a bad, like an asshole. No, this woman went to full-blown jail. Is has not been a part of this child's life. Like what don't, what do you need to know? Stop it. Cut it out. I know people are not big fans of Rachel, but like that's sick and disgusting. That's weird. And then Louis supposedly calling Marge's son, ew, gross, weird. Louis ghosting Frank, Frankie, and not getting back to them about basically taking a job completely away from Frankie. Ew, gross, horrible. Why is he messing with all their kids? That's disgusting. And then Teresa to be like, keep the kids out of it. Keep the kids out of it. Tell your husband to keep the kids out of it. You wacko. What is going like? That is sick. Here's my thing is Teresa is really giving it to Joe and Melissa, like handing over the good guy card to them, making them look good. Because at the end of the day, I don't think either one of them look good. I think they all look like crazy cuckoo nut nuts. But you're making it like Melissa. And I said this before all Melissa needs to do is stay calm. And Joe needs to stay calm. And I tweeted this. I said, if Joe Gorga does not get up one time, they win Joe and Melissa win. If they don't get up, if they don't get violent, if they don't try to, you know, woo, 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 they win Joe and Melissa are going to win this whole entire thing because Teresa can't help herself. And Teresa is still holding on to old like the way that she references Joe is so old. Oh, I've known my I've known my brother for the last 10 years. He doesn't behave like this. Blah blah blah. You don't know your brother. You literally don't know your brother. You don't have a relationship with him. You haven't had a relationship with him for years. What are you talking about? You don't know your brother, which is why you're constantly bringing him down and bringing up old crap. You don't know anything about him. He knows nothing about you. Your guys relationship is tarnished and discussing it over. I do agree though that ever since Louis came into the picture, it's been going way downhill. I mean, I, at this point, give Melissa and Teresa some gloves, some boxing gloves, and let's just let them duke it out. I don't condone violence, but I feel like that's where we're at. Like, let's just end it. Let's just really let them go at it because what's, what else, where else are we? All they're doing is screaming and yelling at each other, talking over each other, we're not hearing anything. We're not getting anywhere. And when you do finally read like the subtitle, like the subtitle guy might be like wanting to like tweak out and lose his mind because the only reason we know what they're saying is through the subtitles. And then you got Jen Aiden next to us being all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Jen. Stop talking. Cut it out. Don't be on Teresa's side. Don't be, honestly be on Melissa's side either. But like call out your friend when she's acting insane and she's acting a little cuckoo crazy, cuckoo cocoa. You know what I'm talking about? I don't like that Danielle was like, oh, I don't feel like I was set up. Danielle, you were completely set up. Like, come on, come on. Jen Aiden knew that Melissa already knew about this. What else was Jen doing? Trying to get crap onto TV, trying to get Melissa and the bullshit onto TV for Teresa. Even though everybody knew that Melissa already knew about this. What a waste of time. What a waste of a storyline. So you guys drew all this bullshit out only for us to find out that she already knew? What are we doing here? What are we as a group? What are we doing? I wanna get off the roller coaster. I'm going to continue watching this for you guys because, you know, one big happy family, but we gotta get off the roller coaster here. I feel like I've succumbed to this. Melissa and Teresa, both, bye bye. See you later. Au revoir. Neither of you get to play in the sandbox now, okay? One of you can't do it, none of you can do it. That's where I'm at, okay? If one of you can't handle it, none of you get it. So bye-bye to the the two of them. Bye-bye to Marge. Get rid of Marge. Don't We don't need her. We don't need Marge. We're good. Move along. Keep everybody else. I would even say, and I can't stand her, bring Jackie back. Bring Jackie back. Bring Jackie, Jen Fessler, Jen Aiden, Dolores, Danielle and Rachel. Also, Danielle and Rachel need to go back to being friends and they need to rule the roost. They need to be a dynamic duo. They're freaking gorgeous. Their families are so great. I think they have great storylines to go off of if we got more into that, especially now that Danielle is supposedly talked to her brother, which Can we get like an update on that, please? And Rachel's relationship with her stepson and how that all happened. Like, let's like move on with this group. I think that'd be a good group. Dolores has her new boy, her new guy there. We got, what else? We got Jackie and I'm sure stuff's been happening with Jackie. Let's bring that all back. Uh, What else did I say? Jen Aiden. I just keep genated for cuckoo cocoa crazy that just keep Jen for that. Like Jen's just silly. Everybody hates Jen. I feel like everybody has like so many opinions about Jen, including Andy Cohen, but I feel like Jen is like a necessary evil. Cause she's so goofy and silly and crazy. I'm okay with that. We can keep the goofy, silly craziness. We can keep her on her and her husband who doesn't give a crap about the- his marriage. Let's do that. Other than that, guys, we could bring another, maybe another new girl on or something. I like, I wonder if we could bring on Frank's girlfriend. Would anybody care about that? She seems kind of silly and like a bimbo. That could be interesting. Her relationship, her dynamic. I feel like she knows Danielle and Rachel somehow, um, through like the lifting, weight lifting comp body competitions. So that could be interesting, but we, this is, this is another Jersey is another show that we need to either put up or shut up. We either need to completely revamp it or get rid of it. Like we've been on the Gorga roller coaster for way too long. I've had enough. I'm over it. We need to move on. If you want to give them their own shows, bye. Go ahead. I don't care. I won't be watching it. I'm not watching a Gorga show. I'm not watching a Teresa show, Mm. but they both need to go. We're done. You know what? You guys can't get it together. Get out of my sight. Go away. I think we could, we can just go from there and call it what it is. Okay. So that's how I feel about Jersey. So you guys last is Vanderpump, which hasn't aired yet. It's going to air tonight. I'm going to upload this before that my predictions on what's going to happen. I think that we are going to be very disappointed. I don't think we're going to get as much satisfaction as was put out there i think the showrunner was trying to do something trying to create a little bit of a fanfare and the funny thing is is all he had to do is not say anything and he still would have created a fanfare because people would have been like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen in part three he tried something and it wasn't worth it it wasn't worth it it didn't work it wasn't good enough um he should have never, he should have never said anything. Honestly, he should have never said anything. And if he did, he should have been like, watch it, watch it and find out for yourself. You shouldn't insinu- insinuate it, anything. You should just let it go. Um, I do think that we're going to hate Tom more. What we have found out is that the last five minutes has to do with something that happened after the reunion that wasn't recorded in front of the whole cast. And what we do know is it's a timeline thing. And I don't think we're gonna see anything crazy, guys. I don't think we. Are, I don't think we're gonna see anything that we already didn't know. We already knew that it has not been just seven months. Get get out of here! Come on, we know that it was before Coachella. For God's sakes, at Coachella, there was there was rumblings. So we know we know it's been like over a year. Like let's be real, it's been over a year. Come on now, we knew this. So it's kind of more like who was involved, what was said and who's going to drop that bomb? And I think it's going to be Rachel. I think Rachel is going to sing like a canary. Because if that or or Schwartz says I can't take it, I can't do it, I can't deal with it, I can't hold on to this anymore, I need to speak my truth. Here is what happened. And if that's the case, good on Schwartz. Because, boy, you want to get back in this group and you want to be back on television and not lose your goddamn job and you want to look like the good guy. The best thing you can do is get rid of Sandoval. Get rid of him. Wipe him off of you clean. Move along. And everybody's saying that this is his redemption tour right now. He's been seen with multiple cast members. He's supposedly in New York right now with a couple cast members. They've been talking a little bit more positively about him. I think he, I think something must have happened with Schwartz. I think whatever the end result is, it's something to do with Schwartz. That's my opinion. I think I thought about that a couple times the past couple days. I think Schwartz did or said something. Um, but we shall see if you watch the Vile File podcast, which apparently is my new favorite podcast because they always have great interviews on there in, in regards to Vanderpump Rules. I think that... They had mentioned that Nick had mentioned that he saw like his managers, like, like Sandoval's managers or PR people. And they were basically like, this man is not, he's, he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. He's not going to apologize. He's not, he's in his, I did this and I made the show better. I like, you can all thank me. He thinks he really did something. And what he doesn't realize is he ruined his life. He's ruined this group emotionally. And yeah, the narcissist is really coming out right now. And those of you that are buying tickets to his shows, cut that crap out. Cut that crap out. Stop giving this man money. Don't do this. You don't want to. If you really support Ariana, don't give Tom Sandoval money. Hello. Go take that money that you're going to buy for that stupid ass ticket for the karaoke concert and go give it to something about her. Go buy a t-shirt go get a, send it to Daryl hoodie. Okay. Cut it out. This is ridiculous. But anyway, you guys, Bravo has a lot going on right now. They got some really big highs like Vanderpump rules. And they got some really big lows like Jersey and Atlanta, that they really and summer house that they really got to figure out. They got to, they got to, they've been on too long. These shows, some of these shows have been on way too long. We gotta, we gotta bump it up. we got to change some shit up. You know, we're not going to get Vanderpump Rules level of craziness because it's not that type of group. These are not that types of groups, okay? But we got to figure something out. We're in a messy, messy, messy territory right now. So tell me what you guys think. Tell me what you guys want to talk about moving forward. I will try to have a Vanderpump Rules recap episode up this week as well. So that way we can kind of get a, excuse me, overall, um, feelings about Vanderpump rules. And I will see who I can grab with me to have those conversations with me. Cause I don't want to do it by myself. I want to have a nice big group conversation with some people. So I'll see who I can get on with me to have those conversations. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I can't believe that Vanderpump rules is going to be over. What is my personality? If it's not Vanderpump rules, I don't even know anymore, but go check out my TikTok. go check out my Instagram, my Twitter You guys can um, find all those at the link in the bio. Go check me out. If you want to support the podcast, you can go over to buy me a coffee and you can go support me financially. Um, I also do lives on Thursdays, uh, Thursday nights and Sunday nights. You can support me over there if you'd like to as well. Um, Those are really, really fun. I get to interact and actually talk with you guys and I legit talk to you guys. Like We have great conversations. If you guys follow me over on TikTok lives, You know we have awesome conversations. I talk directly to you. I answer the comments. So if you really wanna have like an interactive experience with me, TikTok lives are like the best ones to do that with me. Um, This month I have been um, shouting out different, uh, small Etsy Bravo merch shops. So if you would like to know more about that, please uh, listen to my ads that I bring up about them and also click the link in the bio. Um, to go check out those merch shops and happy pride, go support a small business, um, go support queer gear. They're a business that I personally directly love working with, um, especially this time of year, but all year round. So yeah, that's it guys. I love you. It's been crazy. We're almost done with Pump rules. We're going to do it guys. We're making it. It's going to happen. I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week and I will see you on the next one. Bye guys.